Book of Bamidbar, chapter 16, The Rebellion of Korach, in Korach's uh, group. The first uh, verse of chapter 16, Vayikach Korach, ben Yitzar, ben Kahat, ben Levi, v'datan v'aviram b'nei Eliyav, v'yon ben Pelet, b'nei Ruvain, Korach, son of Yitzar, son of Kohat, son of Levi, Vayikach, he took, the verse doesn't say what he took, some say he took himself, along with Datam and Aviram, sons of Eliav, and On, son of Pelet, descendants of Reuven. Vayakumu lifnei Moshe v'anashim b'bnei Yisrael chamishim u'matayim nisiei edak kriei moed anshe shem. They rose up against Moses together with 250 Israelites, chieftains of the community, chosen in the assembly, men of repute. So these are the people who are going to complain, one might say, rebel against Moshe. On ben Pelet doesn't figure in the story by name, but Korach does, as do two of his uh, compatriots, Datan and Aviram. Korach is a descendant of Levi, through Kahat. Datan and Aviram and Own Ben Pelet as well, who's a non-figure in the story, are from the tribe of Ruvain. And this is a continuation, this story is a continuation of what we've had previously, chapter 11, 12, 13, 14. These are chapters that deal with uh, discontent, critique of Moshe, criticism of Moshe, chapter 11, and complaints about the food, Moshe, Miriam and Aaron complained about Moshe himself, the episode of the Miraglim, and in the chapter 15, chapter 14 already, uh, God says to Moshe, These, this generation will not possess the land. Their children will possess it, they will not possess it. So this is the context of the rebellion, of the revolution. Revolutions don't take place when people essentially are happy. Revolutions take place when there's an unhappiness, for whatever reason. It's not a question of fault. There's a deep unhappiness. They're not going anywhere. This generation. And this is the context of the rebellion of Korach. The rebellion of Korach, there's Korach, and there's Datan and Aviram, and they're saying two different things, and actually, one could say they're coming from two different places. Let's start with Korach. Korach, the major player in the beginning of chapter 16, Korach and his group complained to Moshe in the third verse, Moshe They gathered about Moshe and Aaron, and they said, Ravachem, enough! The entire congregation is holy. And God is in their midst. The Torah had spoken earlier of the Mishkan, I will dwell in their midst. So they're all holy. Why do you raise yourselves above the congregation of God? That's the complaint of Korach. And what's interesting is that it follows upon the previous chapter previous chapter is largely a set of rules and regulations which themselves are related to the episode of the Miraglim. 
And the end of chapter 15, the previous chapter, we have the verses that tell us, instruct us about the tzitzit. The end of chapter 15, the previous chapter, Daber b'nei Yisrael v'yamartar lehem v'yosu lahem tzitzit ha'kanfei v'gdehem l'dorotam v'natnu ha'tzitzit ha'kanaf p'til t'chelet Instruct the people to make for themselves fringes on the corners of their garments throughout the ages. Let them attach a cord of blue to the fringe of each corner. This is the mitzvah we call tzitzit. And in the continuation, the Torah says, Vayolachem with tzitzit, uritemoto. They should have these fringes and they should see the fringes. Uzachartem et kol mitzvot Hashem vasitemotam. They should remember God's commandments and perform them. They should not stray after their hearts, after their eyes. But rather should remember and perform my commandments. And they will be holy unto their God. That's very important here. And what it reminds us of is one of the priestly garments that's worn by the high priest. It's called the tzitz. The tzitz was a headband. It contained uh, the patil techelet, the blue cord, was wrapped around the head, and two words were written on the tzitz of the high priest. On the tzitz of the high priest were written two words, Kodesh Rashem, holy unto God. And now the Torah, in chapter 15 of the book of Bamidbar, says not only can the high priest wrap himself with the patil techewet that reminds him that he is Kodesh Rashem, but everybody, every Jew can, should, wrap themselves in the tzitzit, which have the talit, which has the petil techelet. And what is the purpose of that? V'yitem kadoshim lohechem. In other words, the book of Bamidbar, we've already encountered this actually in the book of Bamidbar. We have in chapter 6, the rule of the Nazarite. Torah says, any man or woman who says, takes a vow to become a Nazarite, a Nazir, and the Torah tells us what the Nazir may not do. And the reader is struck by the fact that the restrictions of the Nazir seem to have a very deep connection to the restrictions of the high priest. Not coming into contact with any corpse, even one's own relatives, even one's own family. There's something about it, and it says, Kodesh, the Nazir is Kodesh, is holy. Now the Torah says, not just the Nazir, not just the person that says that temporarily for some short, for some period of time, it's not permanent, it could be a long period of time as well, that this person wants to be the high priest, but in a certain sense, everybody's a high priest. Well, everybody has the potential to be the high priest. And that's what Korach's picking up. What Korach picks up in chapter 16 is, Kol Kulam Kedoshim. The entire congregation is holy. If the entire congregation is holy, why do we need you? to rise above us, to rule above us. We don't need you, and we don't need Aaron either. We don't need a high priest if everybody could be a high priest. 
But of course, the Torah never said everybody is a high priest. What the Torah said was, everybody has the potential to be a high priest. Everybody has the potential to be Kodesh Hashem. But Korah's complaint is coming out of, or is attached to, the end of the last chapter. And what's interesting is that Datan and Aviram, the two of the leaders of the tribe of Ruvain, they're also coming out of the last chapter. Moshe sends a message to Datan and Aviram, and the message is, He sends a message to Datan and Aviram, who had complained against him. What is the complaint of Datan and Aviram? The complaint is that Moses' leadership is a failed leadership. So Moshe says, come, let's talk, let's discuss it. We're not coming up to speak with you. We don't want to have a conversation. Isn't it bad enough you took it out of us from a land of milk and honey? Referring to Mitzrayim, to Egypt. Calling it a land of milk and honey. That you and you brought us to die in the desert. That you will now lord it over us. You didn't bring us to a land of milk and honey, they say in verse number 14. Nor did you give us fields of fields and vineyards. Would you blind our eyes? Would you trick us? We're not coming up to speak with you. And what's interesting about Datananavi Ram's statement is it also flows out of the previous chapter. Not only the end of their statement, would you knock out our eyes, which recalls the very end of the previous chapter, where the tzitzit are there in order that we not stray after our eyes. But the deeper point is that the beginning of chapter 15 has rules, has laws. The first law is about the libations to be brought with the sacrifices when you enter the land. The second is that from the dough, you are to give a portion to the Kohen. The first one is about the vineyard, Kerem. And the second is about the field, what grows from the field. Tatan and Aviram said, you took us out of a land of milk and honey. Frightening thought. And you promised us the vineyards and the fields. You didn't bring us to the vineyards and the fields. You're making all kinds of promises in the previous chapter about the future, about the next generation. What about this generation? Therefore, there's no point to have a conversation. There's no point to talk about it. They reject the idea, which is central to the Torah, that the covenant is over more than one generation. They also reject the idea of their own failings. The fact of the matter is, there's a reason that the first generation can't enter the land. They have itself rejected the land. And no, Mitzrayim is not a place of milk and honey. Quite the opposite. When the Torah speaks of Mitzrayim, it says, They embittered our lives. We remember the experience of Pesach with matzah and marar, with the bitter herbs. So it's, of course, a, a, a misreading of the past. But for our purposes, what's interesting is, that both Korach and Datan Vaviram are being motivated, as it were, by what has transpired in the past, and in particular, the last chapter, which is the chapter about promises, 
and a chapter about commitments, and a chapter about mitzvot, commandments. There, therein lies the rejection, both of Korach on one hand and Datan Vaviram on the other.